Welcome back to the MedBullet Step 1 podcast. In this episode, we go over the topic of methemoglobinemia from the hematology section on MedBullets.com. Let's start this episode with a clinical snapshot. A 20-year-old woman with a history of celiac disease presents to the dermatologist with pyritic papules on her bilateral extensor elbows. She has started on Dapsone for dermatitis herpetiformis, an itchy rash commonly seen in patients with celiac disease. A few weeks later, she reports feeling very tired with frequent episodes of lightheadedness. At an urgent care clinic, she is noted to have pulse oximetry readings of 90% with no improvement on supplemental oxygen. A met hemoglobin level is found to be greater than 3%. She is sent to the emergency room for treatment. This is a case of met hemoglobinemia. Let's now get into the topic. Let's start with an introduction about this topic. In terms of an overview, methemoglobinemia causes tissue hypoxia due to accumulation of methemoglobin in the blood. Methemoglobin is hemoglobin that contains ferric form of iron or Fe3+. With respect to the epidemiology and demographics, infants are at increased risk. Risk factors include drugs, infants that are more susceptible to hemoglobin oxidation, food, and well water. Drugs include nitrates, anesthetics, dapsone, lidocaine, benzocaine, and bupivacaine, and nitroglycerin. With respect to the pathogenesis, methemoglobin is the oxidized form of hemoglobin which has an affinity for cyanide. Oxygen does not bind as easily to the same subunit with the ferric form of iron. The remaining heme sites has increased affinity for oxygen. This results in decreased ability to release oxygen to the tissues. This causes a left shift of the oxygen hemoglobin dissociation curve due to the tissue hypoxia and functional anemia. Let's now discuss the clinical presentation including symptoms and physical exam findings of methemoglobinemia. While many patients may be asymptomatic if the levels are low, patients can present with a headache, lightheadedness, fatigue, shortness of breath, and seizures or coma. Seizures or coma occur at very high levels of methemoglobinemia. Physical exam findings would be a pulse oximetry showing decreased oxygen saturation level, usually less than 90%. Note that supplemental oxygen will not improve the pulse oximetry reading in these patients. Other physical exam findings include tachycardia, cyanosis, altered mental status, and quote, chocolate brown or blue blood. Let's now discuss diagnostic studies used to diagnose methemoglobinemia. The arterial blood gas has a normal PO2, which indicates dissolved oxygen in the blood. The pulse oximetry would show oxygen saturation between 85 and 90%. The met hemoglobin level would be greater than 3%, where the normal values are less than 1%. This is measured with a CO oximetry device. With respect to a differential diagnosis, the main differential to keep in mind here would be cyanide poisoning. The distinguishing factor for cyanide poisoning is that arterial blood gas shows metabolic acidosis from the accumulation of lactic acid, CO oximetry is normal, and it does not respond to methylene blue. Let's now discuss the treatment of methemoglobinemia. Treatment modalities include 100% oxygen with methylene blue and vitamin C. The mechanism of action for 100% oxygen with methylene blue is that it reduces hemoglobin to non-oxidized form. Contraindications of this would be pregnancy, G6PD deficiency, and patients taking an SSRI. Note that it is contraindicated in pregnancy because methylene blue is a teratogen. This therapy is contraindicated in G6PD deficiency because it may cause hemolytic anemia. 
It is contraindicated in patients taking SSRIs because it may precipitate serotonin syndrome as methylene blue has some monoamine oxidase inhibitor activity which increases the levels of neurotransmitters such as serotonin. And vitamin C is indicated in patients with contraindications to methylene blue and for failure of methylene blue treatment. And finally, in terms of complications of methemoglobinemia, complications include end organ failure and acute respiratory distress syndrome. Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over a few questions to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic has been tested on past exams. First question, a three-month-old infant who lives in an old house is brought to the emergency department because of lethargy and skin discoloration that started after he was fed some locally prepared baby food being sold in a farmer's market. On presentation, he appears to be irritable and responds slowly to stimuli. Physical exam reveals rapid, labored breaths and a blue tinge to the infant's skin. A blood sample drawn for electrolyte testing is found to be darker than normal. Treatment for which of the following intoxications could result in a similar presentation? 1. Carbon monoxide 2. Cyanide 3. Lead 4. Methanol or 5. Salicylates And the correct answer choice is answer choice 2, cyanide. This infant who ate unregulated baby food that may contain nitrites and presents with cyanosis, dark blood, and lethargy most likely has methemoglobinemia. This state is also induced as part of the treatment in patients with cyanide poisoning. Methemoglobin is a form of hemoglobin that is found when the iron moieties become oxidized to the ferric or 3 plus state. This is produced upon exposure to environmental toxins such as nitrites. This form of hemoglobin has lower affinity for oxygen, which leads to a reduced oxygen saturation and total carrying content. Sufficiently high concentrations of methemoglobin can therefore lead to dyspnea, tachypnea, lethargy, and darker, quote, chocolate-colored blood. Notably, methemoglobin has a higher affinity for cyanide and is often used to remove cyanide from binding to cytochrome C in patients with cyanide poisoning. Let's now review the incorrect answer choices. Answer choice 1, carbon monoxide poisoning, occupies sites on hemoglobin and decreases the total oxygen-carrying capacity, however it does not alter the form of hemoglobin found and thus would not have changes to color of blood. The treatment, 100% oxygen, would lead to increased oxygen in the blood. Answer choice 3, lead poisoning can lead to a microcytic anemia, however this would not affect the type of hemoglobin found in the blood and would not have changes to the color of blood. The treatments are chelators that have minimal side effects. Answer choice 4. Methanol poisoning can lead to inebriation and even fatal intoxication. It can be treated either with fomepazole or ethanol, which is a competitive inhibitor. It would not result in the respiratory findings seen in this case. And finally, answer choice 5. Salicylate poisoning can lead to metabolic acidosis, respiratory alkalosis, and tinnitus. However, this would not affect the type of hemoglobin found in blood and would not have changed the color of blood. The treatment is alkalization of the urine. In summary, methemoglobinemia can result either from environmental nitrite poisoning or as a treatment for cyanide poisoning. Next question. A 26-year-old woman is brought to the ED by her fiancé with cyanosis and shortness of breath. Gradually over the last few days, she has also experienced headaches, fatigue, and dizziness. Her past medical history is significant only for mild anemia attributed to menorrhagia for which she takes an iron supplement. 
Per her fiancé, she was recently laid off, but is very excited about her new entrepreneurial endeavor of selling silk scarves that she dyes in their basement. She is afebrile, tachypneic, and tachycardic, and her oxygen saturation is 85% on room air, which seems high for her perceived degree of cyanosis. An arterial blood gas is drawn, and the patient's blood is chocolate-colored. After a few minutes on 6 liters nasal cannula, her oxygen saturation is still 85%. In addition to maintaining her airway, breathing, and circulation, what treatment should this patient also receive? 1. Sodium bicarbonate 2. Pralidoxime 3. Deferoxamine 4. Dimercaprol or 5. Methylene blue And the correct answer choice is answer choice 5, methylene blue. In a patient with cyanosis, shortness of breath, and chocolate-colored blood on arterial blood gas suspect methemoglobinemia. The treatment for methemoglobinemia is methylene blue. Remember, methemoglobinemia occurs when a significant proportion of the body's hemoglobin is oxidized to the ferric or Fe3 plus state and thus has a decreased affinity for oxygen resulting in cyanosis. The ferric state of hemoglobin is also responsible for the chocolate-colored appearance to the blood. Methemoglobinemia can be congenital, which is secondary to a deficiency in methemoglobinemia reductase, or acquired when this reduction pathway is overwhelmed. Acquired methemoglobinemia can be caused by antibiotics, local anesthetics, exposure to aniline dyes as in this vignette, or nitrates. Symptoms may be more pronounced in individuals with comorbidities such as anemia. Methylene blue treats the condition by directly reducing the ferric hemoglobin to the ferrous or Fe2 plus state. Let's now review two citations related to this topic. In the first citation, Zurab and Campbell discuss the approach to acute shortness of breath in the primary care setting. They recommend that any patient with severe dyspnea, new at-rest dyspnea, or dyspnea in association with sudden chest pain go directly to the ED. Patients with congestive heart failure or COPD and mild progressive symptoms can be seen in clinic for evaluation. In the second citation, Cortazzo and Lichtman review management of methemoglobinemia in the critical care setting. They remind physicians to not be fooled by erroneous pulse oximetry readings in the patient with methemoglobinemia. Because methemoglobin absorbs both wavelengths of light used by the pulse oximeter to compare levels of deoxygenated and oxygenated hemoglobin, anyone with a methemoglobin level over a certain threshold will read as a 85% oxygen saturation regardless of the actual oxygen saturation. The authors recommend the use of multi-wavelength CO oximetry instead. Let's now review the incorrect answer choices. Answer choice 1, sodium bicarbonate, is used to treat salicylate and tricyclic antidepressant overdoses. Answer choice 2, pralidoxime, is used to treat organophosphate poisoning. Answer choice 3, deferoxamine, is used to treat iron overdose. And finally, answer choice 4, dimercaprol, is used to treat mercury, arsenic, and gold poisoning. And that's all for this review about methemoglobinemia. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 1 podcast, a daily audio review session by MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. Keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on MedBullets.com, and in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the MedBullets website or mobile app while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from these MedBullets Step 1 podcasts so far, please consider leaving us a 5-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. 
Also, if you are not already, be sure to follow MedBullets on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for daily high-yield content. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullets Step 1 podcast.